Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We want to thank our friends at Soundsleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Soundsleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. Can I bring up a uh, can I bring up a, a quick story and then we'll get into maybe a little jazz basketball, Gordon, but yeah. uh, something that that has to do with sports, but uh, this story just seemed crazy to me and kind of confirms what I've thought. Sure. Remember how I told you my theory that uh, the um, uh, the Las Vegas, uh, what am I thinking of? The night, the hockey team, uh, the Golden Knights of yes. Las Vegas, that they have the ultimate home ice advantage because everybody comes in and parties their <laughs> yeah. face off and uh-huh. then is hungover for the game. Yeah. Well, check out this uh, this story that uh, just came out. So Evander Kane is he plays for the San Jose Sharks, kind of a tough guy, and he's had this. Um, He's kind of had this, uh, you know, rivalry with the the Golden Knights. Well, check this out. So uh, San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane has 500,000 more reasons to dislike Las Vegas. (laughs) The Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas filed a lawsuit on Monday in Clark County District Court alleging Kane failed to pay back $500,000 in gambling markers the casino extended to him in April. The court documents state that Kane, who is a Canadian citizen, took out eight credits of varying amounts between $20,000 and $100,000 on or about April 15th. Now, here's the kicker, Gordon. That date would have fallen between Game 3 and Game 4 of the Stanley Cup first-round <laughs> playoff series between the Sharks and hmm. the Golden Knights. It could be a slight distraction, I would say. You think? Mm-hmm. Going out in between Game 3 and Game 4 and <laughs> dropping 500 k at the tables? And by the way, Evander, let's, you know, you lost. Let's, let's go ahead and, and pay those markers. I mean, you're a professional athlete after all why wouldn't you i don't know because because look you can't get away with that i wouldn't think so especially a high profile person like that it's going to come back to haunt you now not only do you owe the half mil now everyone thinks you're a welcher Mm -hmm. and plus i mean you know eight different markers or whatever it's not like he spent 15 minutes at the tables <laughs> i wonder how he was in game four we'd have to we'd have to look at that so he did all the action right there that's kind of what the what the report makes it think mm. but it did say in all fairness on or about april 15th so maybe maybe he spread it out over a couple of nights i don't know <laughs> here's half a million dollars don't blow it all in one place that's amazing i mean these guys live in a different world, and that would be quite troubling to most folks. <laughs> I just blew my kid's college fund, but maybe maybe he's got enough money that it, it's no big deal to him. But for him to be doing that in the middle of the most important competitive environment of his, of his life seems a tad bit odd. 
Tell you, you know, Denver and Salt Lake, we have the altitude for the home co- home court advantage, and Vegas has the hangover effect, man. If an NBA team goes down there, honestly, I'm going to pay such close attention to that. But don't don't uh, players like that, both in the NHL and NBA, and, and maybe NFL, not so much because they're moving, they, they fly in and fly out. But I just I, aren't aren't there distractions in every big city? Some more so than others, though. You've got to admit. I don't know. I, do you have the same level of distraction in Salt Lake as you do Las Vegas? No. I don't know what these guys are doing. I don't know what's available to them. I don't know what kind of debauchery is going on. But you can find debauchery in every city, can't you? Not like Las Vegas, man. <laughs> well, not like city. Miami. Not like New York. Not like L.A. It's different. Really? Yes. Is Dallas different? Um, I don't know. I haven't spent that much time in Dallas. I I I yeah I don't know is is Cleveland different is oh yeah well I mean like the the weather affects this but it's it's Sin City Gordon I can't yeah, believe I this is a concept know. that is not landing with you I I understand that Jake Las Vegas it has landed with me Las Vegas and Oklahoma City very different yeah but they're still big cities where there are, you know there's wine there's women there's all everything is available to these guys isn't it i mean but i i mean i understand it you get to vegas anybody who goes to vegas i mean it's almost overwhelming all the all the different uh quote unquote entertainment options there i'm not a gambler so i I, I I can't really relate to that but if you're blowing that kind of money within a short period of time uh, you might want to check yourself. There might be a good something's idea. going on. There. Well, especially if you can't afford to pay it back. Or is that is that a matter of him not being able to afford it, or is it a matter of him just being stubborn about it? Okay. I don't know what he makes. I have no idea what. I don't his either. But looks but like. let me you know this is just some general counsel out there. If you know anything at all about the history of Las Vegas, I think those guys are the last people on earth you really want to stiff, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very strong point. I think those I think those fine people down there have been doing collections for quite some time. <laughs> I think they're I think they're pretty good at what they do. They have a real mob mentality about it. They even, do. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Guido's coming into your doorstep. I just don't think it's a real good idea to, to you know, of all the people just to say, "No, nah, I'm not going to pay you back." I don't think they I don't think that's a good idea. Is there an option for people who get uh deep in gambling debt to uh to find a way to get out of it without actually having to pay it all back, you know, because you see those advertisements on television for people who get in trouble with the IRS or have debt, some kind of debts that they can somehow finagle that. Is that true for gambling debts, too? Probably depends on who you're in debt to, I would guess. But I'm happy to report that I have no idea yeah, how you can get rid of that kind of gambling well, I will debt. say this. I do agree with those who say that debt is an absolute monster. Stay out of it as much as you can. I understand that most people need to uh, take out a mortgage when they're buying a house or maybe some folks when they're buying a car or something like that. But And everybody knows this already, but still, uh, there are folks who fall victim to it. And uh, 
do everything you can to avoid it. You know, that's that's my philosophy. Gordon, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are in town to take on the Jazz tonight. And if you look at their projected starting lineup, this is likely what it's going to be. Ben Simmons, 6'10", Josh Richardson, 6'5", Tobias Harris, 6'8", and is honestly a power forward on most teams, uh, but happens to be a small forward on this team. Uh, Al Horford is the quote-unquote power forward for the the Philadelphia 76ers. He's 6'9", but long and plays probably a lot bigger than that. And then Joel Embiid, who's Seven foot, two hundred fifty pounds. We talked to David Locke about this. This is the biggest team, certainly the biggest starting lineup in the NBA. The Jazz went from a big team last year to a small team this year. Mm-hmm. How do how do you expect that to uh, uh, play out? Is somebody going to have to adjust to the other, or the the Jazz going to have to figure out a way to go big? How do you think that's going to work? If there is a night when the Jazz have to make their shots, this is that night. This is that night. They have to because you know, that's the best way to beat size. It's just to outscore them. And we talked about the rebounding earlier. A guy's going to have to block out, uh, stake out their position on the floor, and, and cause these guys, if they go over their backs, to be whistled for it. I think they're going to have to make their outside shots too. They're going to, that's like, what I said. You've got to score. You've got you to outshoot them. I guess um, you said make shots, and I agree with that. But I, I guess the reason I'm saying specifically outside shots is because they've got to pull Al Horford out of the lane. So a guy like Royce O'Neal or Jeff Green or, or those guys when they're in the game, uh, specifically when Horford and Embiid are on the floor together, they got to make shots to pull yeah. Horford out of the middle. Is there any scenario under which you would put Tony Bradley and Rudy Gobert on the floor together? Nope. No offense to Tony, and I know his his numbers were more productive than a lot of people wanted to see, but he's still a defensive liability, and that's that's still very much an issue. I think you limit Tony's minutes as much as you possibly can. Yeah. So that that he's just really filling in for Rudy. So I'll go back and repeat what what I said and what you said. The only way to beat that size is to either out quick it or out shoot it. Yep, I think you're right. And those guys you mentioned, a lot of them on the Sixers, they they can pour the ball into the hoop. I mean, that's some offensive talent on that team, not just defensive. But to your point about quickness, foot speed might be an issue. You know, can can Josh Richardson stay in front of Mike Conley? Can Ben Simmons stay in front of Donovan Mitchell if indeed that's kind of how the matchups go? Yeah. Well, Ben Simmons is a decent defender, so I imagine he might have some success in that regard. But this is a game where all the things that we've talked about in the past, all the advantages that the Jazz have gained through their offseason moves and then Quinn Snyder uh, coordinating this whole thing, this is a night when it has to connect. It has to. It's the only way they can win this game. And if they get sloppy with the ball, Jake, again, that'll be an absolute killer. It'll be interesting to see how the Sixers or the, the Jazz choose to defend the Sixers. I would imagine they try to pack it in towards the basket until guys made them pay, making jumpers, which Josh Richardson uh, certainly is, is capable of doing. So is Tobias Harris. But, yeah. you know, if Joel Embiid, for example, isn't making his jump shots and isn't making, you know, threes if he decides to attempt one or two, that'll be really helpful because then Rudy Gobert doesn't have to worry about getting out on the floor. Yeah, yeah, good point. I, this is a game I generally think the Jazz have the advantage at home, and uh, you said they are favored. By right? two. Mm-hmm. I, this is a game I would pick the Sixers to win. Even though you just said you felt good about the Jazz at home? 
Yeah. Okay. Because, well, if, if, if again, I'll amend that. If the Jazz can make their shots, if they if they hit shots the way they did, what was the game when they had like they made fifty five percent of their shots? The Clipper like, game. Yeah, forty six percent from three. If they do that, they'll win. Well, if they do that, they'll beat anybody. Well, that's I just mean, that's just really hard to do on a night in night out basis. That's what they have to do tonight. Something maybe maybe not those exact numbers, but something close. All right, we'll get to more coming up right around the corner. But joining us now in studio, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, uh, talking about a permanent and scientifically proven treatment for ED. And here's the important part, Andrew: no surgery, drug free, and maybe most importantly, needle free. Because yeah. that sounds terrible. Yeah. But this this is a great alternative. Music to guys' ears when they hear that there's a solution that exists that's not a pill and not a needle, like you said, um, acoustic wave therapy. The typical patient will do a few short 10-minute treatments. This is non-invasive stuff. It's just done right on top of the skin. It opens up the blood vessels. And typically, two to three weeks and you're done. So first part of December, maybe, you could be done. Um, You don't have to come back in. It's a long-lasting fix. You don't have to continue to take the meds and, and deal with the havoc that that can, you know, uh, that can inflict on a relationship. So guys out there who, who maybe have just noticed something starting or guys that have been dealing this with this for a long time, you know, are, are all still good candidates. Yeah, definitely. If things are slipping in the wrong direction, I hate to say it, but it doesn't get better. It, it will get worse. Um, the good part, though, is that it's easiest to fix. So if it's semi-preventative in a way, uh, I mean, it, the results come on very strong. 801-901-8000, you're taking the risk out of uh, this for our listeners as well. We are. We know guys are hesitant and embarrassed. Um, give us a call right now. We'll do the initial first visit totally free. That includes an exam, an analysis. Um, the doctor a couple weeks ago had a patient come in. He was taking a medication that was causing his ED. The doctor pointed that out, and you know the patient did not go forward with the treatments, but I think it was really helpful to have that. So that can take place in this analysis. Um Call us and we'll do it totally free. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. More Big Show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. Want to remind you to join Hanson Scotty G coming up Friday from noon to three at the warehouse in Orem, 85 East University Parkway. Prices so low it will blow your mind. Check them out down there at the warehouse. Utah's on by. We talked to Frank Dolce earlier in the show, uh, but BYU has a, a game coming up against Liberty. Hugh Freeze coming to town, uh, yes. Gordon. Uh-huh. And here's. And maybe this is maybe this is uh, as Carl Malone said would say beating a dead horse to death. <laughs> but this is the part of of independence that I do not care for about BYU. And I know BYU always says that they play these games at the end of their schedule while other teams play them at the beginning. But that actually matters. And do they, does everybody else play three teams like this? I mean, Liberty, UMass, and Idaho <laughs> State. I mean. No, but, this seems excessive, doesn't it? And and it does matter that it's at the end, because because November is when everything's supposed to start start 
taking shape right. and the race really matters. And, and even the interest rises. The yeah. interest rises. And even if you are not in first or not battling for a Rose Bowl, you're still ruining the dreams and ambitions of somebody else. <laughs> which is really important which, to you. <laughs> which does does matter. I, I believe it, it does matter in <laughs> well making said. in making games more interesting. And in in comes Liberty, who their record is not terrible at six and three. Right, Flames? Oh, the yeah. Flames. Yeah, Hugh Freeze is a is a name. I mean, we've heard of Hugh Freeze, maybe not for the right reasons, but we've heard of him. He did an all right job there at Ole Miss. And I keep asking myself over and over and over again, what is interesting about this matchup? Well, here's what's interesting to me. Uh, Liberty University is, uh, they have some commonalities with BYU. You know, it's a religious-oriented school. Uh, it's a Christian school, and they want to they want to become a big, big deal. Uh, off the field, off the court, and on the field and on the court. And, uh, you know, have you seen the list of politicians and dignitaries who have gone to that school to not not to attend it but to speak there presidents and everything else uh, a lot of republicans have uh, come through there and they they the, the administrators I, i'm speaking for them here so i'm taking some license but they want to be a big big deal and that's that goes for sports too well what does BYU want kind of the same thing they want to spread the word they want to be a big, big deal. They've been at it for a long time. Jerry Falwell started this. Jerry Falwell Jr. is is uh, running the place, I guess. And they they have an honor code that is quite similar to BYU's and maybe in some ways even more strict. They can't even dance back there. They can't dance. Is that right? Is that accurate? Yeah. It's like the town of I looked it up. Um, and, and, so, and so what am I saying? What I'm saying is that there – this could be a budding rivalry. You know, it could be a situation where these schools uh, are aware of one another. And uh, I'm not saying necessarily that they are competing to see who's on the Lord's side who. Hmm. But a little teeny bit there. <laughs> so they're going back and forth. Uh, both schools are reaching for excellence in their own way, in a faith-based way, and are moving forward. And so from that standpoint, if Liberty came in and beat BYU, I think there would be some chest pounding about that. All right. I, I hear you. And that's, Is that's... that intriguing you at all? No. It has <laughs> no, nothing you know, to do with anything. But but I'm just saying that's the way they would probably look at it. That, I don't like religion creeping in on sports either. I, I, I well That's well documented, my position on that. So don't need to review it again. But uh, I, I think the fact that these schools do have similarities and are trying to accomplish similar things, well, here they are on the field together. That makes it more interesting. I don't know. I don't mean. I, what do I you mean, got? I'm, nothing. That's why I'm asking you. I've got nothing. I mean, it it just doesn't. I mean, even if if Liberty is half decent, and listen, their best win is is New Mexico. So I mean, but you, Liberty's you, better than Idaho State. Liberty is better than UMass. They just beat UMass sixty something to twenty, and it still doesn't make this game any more interesting. I've, I well, at least when you're what, playing, I'm doing what I can over here. Well, I, I know. I, I, I guess, don't know. I don't know that competitively. You look at the field. I guess we'll find out. This is the first time these two teams have played, and Liberty is still sort of trying to find its footing. Yeah, no, I, I, 
I admire your effort for trying to pump some interest <laughs> into this game. I guess my point is I just don't know how possible it is. Yeah. Well, I I think it is a better game than the, the two that are going to follow it. But that is not really promising. I mean, is that the point? There, there's where, nothing where... really unique about this for November in BYU football. This is the way it's it's been ever since they declared independence. Last year, you know, I mean, might have been a little different, but still, it that's November. And, you know, hey, San Diego State to wrap up the season, that's a, that's a great matchup. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that. But, 24th in the country. But I guess my point is, is even if you're in a conference and you're playing the bottom of the conference, right? I mean, Utah is going to play some games against the bottom of the conference. At least there's still some familiarity there. There's You've played them before. Maybe you've there's been fan interaction or history in some way, shape, or form. Whereas with Liberty, it's like, wait, what? I mean, they just barely became a, a, a D1 program, but right? This is the price you pay for playing SC and Tennessee and Washington and the like. That, that's they, they get those biggins up front, and, uh, and, and these other teams don't particularly want to play BYU in the middle of their conference season. So you get this. Well, I think and apparently, that- Tom Homo, at least, and other administrators down there, and the board of trustees up here in Solé, apparently they've signed off on this, and they think for whatever reason it's a good, a good way to go. And so there you have it. Well, Liberty isn't doing anything for me. And if they were playing Nevada— What if Liberty comes Nevada, in and beats BYU? What would you say then? Mm, I don't think it's going to happen, but that's just basically. Well, I, I don't think it would happen either. That's but just I guess basically it could. That, that makes it a lose. This type of game just a complete lose lose for BYU. You either smash them or you look like a national embarrassment. Well, that's that. Those are the crumbs they they're 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 fighting for right now. Well, that's I, that's the price of independence. I personally still think that they could schedule those big time games, and be in a conference. Yeah, they they probably could, but for whatever reason. Maybe not quite as many, but maybe. I mean, maybe they could do it. I'm not sure, but this is the choice they've made. And so this is what both the media who covers the team uh, and the fans get stuck with. In the case of this year's schedule, if they wanted to, they could have played all four of those tough teams up front. And then you're you're playing Mountain West teams anyway. You're playing Boise State, Utah State, and San Diego State anyway. I mean, would people be crying all that much if South Florida and Toledo had to go off the, the schedule? I don't think so. Uh, but on the other hand, that might they might – how many teams that are in conferences play the, the kind of competition that BYU is playing early, right out of the bat? Right? I mean, Utah, USC, Tennessee, Washington. I mean – and then you have to face a conference schedule too. Maybe they would think that was too difficult because you know how how it is in interconference play. I mean, even if it's a even if it's the Mountain West, you know how those teams uh, they're familiar with one another, and there's like you talked about all those good things, the rivalry and the the fan bases getting into it, all that stuff. Maybe some people would think that would be too hard. So it's gone from BYU is above the Mountain West Conference to it's too hard. Well, too hard with the framework of playing those teams that I already mentioned right off the bat. Okay. I don't know. I'm just I'm not making policy down there. Well, you could, you know, still win the league even if you lost all of those yeah, games. Yeah, that that would be a real benefit. Yeah. yeah. If it's too hard, though. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, 
Uh, it is. It is uh, pretty slim pickings here in November, isn't it? it? It is. I'm just having a tough time getting interested in in this I, game. That's I guess. All. I guess the the plus side to the whole thing is the fact that uh, the fact that BYU gets three automatic wins at the end instead of the beginning. Yeah. When we're so willing, then they go from four and four to seven and four heading into San Diego. But you know those games being at the beginning matters because you you still it's kind of what's to come. I'll put up with this crappy Idaho State game because I know that it's just an appetizer for what's to come. Well, November see, is but, just such a letdown. But think, think about what you complain about with Alabama. They play the SEC schedule and then they play nobody after that or in that, you know, amidst that whole thing. And so BYU might look at it and think, all right, well we're we're almost playing a P five schedule. And so we need some gimmies along the way too. too I don't know. Hard. I'm, you know, I mean that that could be part of it. It's too hard. It's just too hard, Gordon. No, I, that's, that's what that's what SEC teams do, right? <laughs> and I, I, I they find have it the, ridiculous. So, so the fact that BYU plays Utah, USC, Tennessee, Washington, Boise State, uh, that that's uh, uh, I guess you could throw Utah State in there. That's darn near a Power Five conference schedule, without the conference, right? So you don't get the benefits, but that BYU wants those benefits, but I guess nobody else wants them mm-hmm. right now. So they're looking at that as being their quote unquote or the equivalent of their conference schedule, and so then they're mixing in the gimmies too. They might have one or two more gimmies than uh, than a P five team would, but. Nobody wants them. That's what they're looking for. Nobody wants them. Nope. There was a P5 league that wanted the Cougars. They'd have the Cougars. All right. Coming up Man. next. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, we're just in a great <laughs> well, mood. I think I think BYU's football program deserves to be in a P5 league somewhere, but apparently the P5 leagues don't necessarily agree with that. So that's your reality. Stay tuned. Wrapping up the big show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sometimes I feel so insecure. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott with you. Coming up right around the corner, Coach Chiesa is going to jump in, Gordo, and we'll have your Jazz game night pregame show for you. Getting you ready for what should be a good one, the Jazz and the Sixers. Yeah, Jake, I think the same things we've been hitting on all week will be really important for the Jazz tonight. Do what they can to rebound and uh, make shots and don't turn the ball over. And Mike Conley, where are you, man? Yeah, it'll be interesting to follow all of that, that's for sure. And we've talked about this a lot this week, Gordon. If Mike Conley could could figure out a way to be his old productive self, that would go a long way to solving a lot of what's going on with the well, Jazz. Well, just think about Bogdanovich doing, making his offensive contributions. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has been absolutely spectacular. Uh, Rudy Gobert, when he does get the ball, and, and then add Mike Conley to that mix doing what he's capable of doing, scoring 15, 20, 21, 22 points uh, and and, uh, collecting six or seven assists. Uh, Man, that just would make all the difference for the Jazz, in my opinion. All right, so uh, Jazz game night pregame coming up right around the corner. 
Gordo, you got your, your dancing shoes on over there? You going to be cutting a rug tonight? No. No, I don't do that stuff. You don't dance at weddings. No. Come on, Gordon. What? Not even like a not even a, a slow dance with your lovely wife, you know? Something comes on that doesn't require a lot of skill. It's just a lot of skill. Oh, that's it's good. It's just, you know, <laughs> embracing your your wonderful uh, wife and and just having a slow dance. You're you're above all of that yeah, at a I wedding. Am. Mm-hmm. I am. I don't want to say I'm disappointed in you, but I'm I'm a little disappointed. You're a fun-loving guy. I've had plenty of time in my life for that. So you're Now's just the one it. who just sits on the side and watches at a wedding when everybody's I, having a I, good time? I enjoy the moment of happiness for all around. Does that mean you, you enjoy the buffet for the... <laughs> <laughs> for the, for that's the not food. what I was. Is that what you're getting at? That's not what I was getting at. But that, you know, bonus. All right, get up out of here. We know you got a wedding to get to, Gordon. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will see you tomorrow, my good friend. Good all show right. today. All right. All right. Joining us now in studio, he's been hanging out with us all day. Our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic, Andrew Reinhardt. And you know, relationships are so important, Andrew. And I know sometimes folks get a little embarrassed about this sort of thing, but that's a big part of life. You know, it, it bring is. some spark back. Intimacy in the bedroom. This is so critical. Not talked about all that often. Um, but guys struggling with erectile dysfunction have had nowhere to turn. I'm finding they've been suffering in silence. They're looking for a solution, and I believe it has arrived. Um, Acoustic wave therapy, it's an FDA-cleared technology that will open up the blood vessels naturally in this part of the body. That means, essentially, that we can eliminate the need for the pill, no injections, no hormones, you don't have to think about the thought of surgery. Um, It's been really cool. We've treated thousands of guys, seen great results, and we'll get you back to your younger years. And whether, you know, you're kind of feeling it slip a little bit, or maybe you've tried all those other options and they haven't worked for you, you guys can still help. Yeah, that's right. So we see guys where things have kind of slipped a little bit. They're excellent candidates. They do great. And then there's guys that have failed with everything. They've tried the pills, the side effects have been too much to bear. The injections have a lot of downsides, and and they just don't know where else to turn. Um, and you know, finally, this is a solution that a lot of guys have been waiting for. Eight zero one nine zero one eight thousand is the number to call. Eight zero one nine zero one eight thousand, and you're going to uh, give the the guys out there a free medical exam. We are, and last chance of the night. Na- the night, by the way, call us right now. We'll do the first assessment exam, blood flow ultrasound. The medical doctor will analyze you. Um, And it's totally private, totally confidential. Call us now. We're going to do that whole process for free. 801-901-8000-801-901-8000. Andrew, thank you so much. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. Yep, that's Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. 801-901-8000. Jazz Game Night pregame show starts next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell, I'll be here saying goodnight. I hate goodbyes. This thing is over. That'll do, Pink. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scott.